Hey everyone, thank you very much for listening in to Melissa Lim Lawcast. Uh, we are having a very exciting day today. Today is MCO Day 25. Today is the 11th of April 2020. And it's a very exciting day for us today because this is the first time that we ha- we launch our video podcast uh, under this new brand. <laughs> The video podcast will be hosted in Melissa Lim and Associates' uh, Facebook page. The link will be given in the description. So today we will be talking to a tech expert, Mr. Ian Wong from TechSource Digital Syndrome Berhad. And we will be talking about how to digitalize your law firm. So stay tuned. everyone, I'm Melissa from Melissa Lim Lawcast and this is Ian Wong with me today from TechSource Digital Center Berhad. Hi Ian. Hi. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, today we will be sh- just like doing a little sharing on an overview of digitalizing law firms because uh, Ian here actually, Ian why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> okay, so yeah. uh, I'm Ian. Uh, so I'm from uh, TechSource Digital. Uh, we serve a lot of law firms, so you know there's a lot of uh, experience in, in that area. Also, I think a couple of years ago I was in, uh, I used to work in the legal industry, so legally trained and all that, but uh, never practiced as a lawyer. So, so hopefully that have, can help. But you have worked in a law firm before, and you can you see the need to digitalize law firms, right? Yeah. Yeah. I used to work in a conveyancing firm, so stacks of paper, you can imagine. Uh, and typewriters, <laughs> I can imagine. Typewriters, but they were quite high-tech really, lah, I suppose. At that point in time, uh, mm. typewriters were a little bit more more high-tech. You know, you can erase, you can type it out. There's a tiny screen that shows you the text first before they actually communicate to paper. So, oh, wow. not bad. Okay, so I've, not bad. I've never seen that typewriter. The one that I used is, uh, they can erase, but not the... You know, I yeah. can't see the sentence. Yeah, there, there are a couple That's types. Cool. So the one with the screen is really, really cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's really cool. I think yeah. right now, um, I mean, I won't go too much into it, but right now uh, our government have taken steps to go into e-conveyancing. So I think uh, hopefully with that, we can phase out typewriters and, you know, do everything PDF style. Um, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Let's <laughs> see what right- they do with the Form 14A. Yeah. And now you can actually download it from their website as a PDF and then uh, I think I guess you can edit it through that I think. Um, right now of course with the MCO there is I think that there is a higher need much need to digitalize your law firm. Um, yeah. So what is your reaction your first reaction when you heard about the MCO because okay. you have like I think two we have like two days buffer right. Mm-hmm. More like a day like, I would say because it's down <laughs> somewhere. At night, at right? night yeah, so, yeah. Uh, the, the thing with the, the MCO is, and, and digitizing uh, law firms, right? First of all, I don't think it's just uh, a law firm issue, right? It hits law firms a little bit harder simply because it's a traditional uh, profession whereby a lot of pen to paper kind of work, uh, typewriters that like you mentioned just now. Yeah. On top of that, there's also, uh, I think, a lot of people are not willing to change, right? Lawyers and otherwise, it doesn't really matter. If people not want to embrace change, that is the major hurdle, right? But the, the fact of the matter is there is no choice. That is the way it is going to be. And uh, two things came to mind when they announced the MCO. 
One was how can I protect my clients? So the first thing I did was I would, would to call uh, as many of them as possible, right? Some of them I think I called somewhere in the, I think about 11 or 12 at night. <laughs> and I told them, look, tomorrow the first thing you get into office, here's what you do. Go and grab a hard drive, make a backup of all your files, right? Because uh, we don't know what's going to happen uh, during MCO. We are not sure whether or not, uh, we don't know what security is going to be like in terms right. of physical security, whether yeah. or not... Uh, your office might be broken into, whether or not your computers will be taken away. Uh, if your data is there, it's going to be dangerous. Mm -hmm. uh, you might lose everything that you've worked for and your ongoing cases. Yeah. Uh, not, not to mention that, you know, in the future, when, when MCO is over, <laughs> you know, having to rebuild that again, is going to be a real pain. Yeah. Right? I think because at that time we, did, it were, um, we were quite in a, we are, we are quite clueless about what uh, this MCO is going to bring. We don't really mm -hmm. know uh, what are the restrictions. We don't really know whether, you know, if let's say there is a break-in, let's say, like, what, what, what can we do from it? And Correct. of course, people who own firms and own offices, they're afraid of that as well because they will be like, oh, I don't know how many days this is going to be and I can't go into the office. I can't see whether, mm -hmm. you know, what where the files are. And I think another problem is the accessibility as well. So like Correct. I said, you can grab a hard drive and go in Correct. there and copy. So that, that is the, the simplest form of uh, preparation. That's the first step, right? Yeah. That's the first thing I did. The second one was to assure, so a lot of clients of ours, they have some form of system that we've put in to allow them to work away from office. Mm -hmm. So it's to assure them that, look, don't worry, we're prepared for this, we have planned for something like this, you are safe, right? Then it's, the issue then goes to the, the, the clients who don't have the system. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those those moments where it's too late for us to do anything, mm -hmm. right? Even if the client right. wants wants to have like something put in, it's yeah. too late, right? And how do we prioritize uh, the clients? Because there's so many of them who might want a system like that to to have accessibility out of office. So uh, it's is at that point it would be mitigating uh, as much damage as we can to to put in some form of a working uh, office from that or there. From then onwards, lah. So uh, it's not so much as partners that are concerned. Partners obviously will be concerned about, uh, I think, monetary and financial issues. That would be probably two weeks down the road. Everybody starts realizing that. But in the beginning, would be how do I get my staff to have access yeah. to the computers or to the resources in the office? Correct, correct. Yeah. So some of these things, it's it's too late to do when MCO has already been announced. You have mm. to do it prior. So I would recommend that, you know, moving forward, because this will be the new normal, mm, right? Yeah. Uh, social distancing is not something that will, will occur in the next three months or six. It's going to be longer until probably, you know, a vaccine or, or something like that comes along. So it's so, not too late to start planning. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, systems for law firms. So mm -hmm. what systems do you recommend for law firms? Because for me, um, for me, because I own a law firm as well, but I'm a sole proprietor. So I have from the very beginning digitalized my law firm. So everything is already on my computer, you know, so it was quite easy for me. Like all I needed to do was to grab a monitor to make sure right. I have an extra monitor at home. Right. Uh, but for those who are who have not digitalized the law firm, what systems do you um, recommend them to have? So. Before, before we get into the whole uh, home office and mobile office, right, we need to talk about uh, two, 
two very simple things that we should do, right? Two kinds of systems. We can have one or the other, or maybe both. So having a, a server of sorts in, a, in an office, maybe a simple file server like a network attached storage, where you can centralize all of your data and then access it out of office, right? That would be great. What uh, um, when you say when you say server, right? Do you mm -hmm. mean that um do you mean that you would set up this server and it is like a physical um server that you yeah. install in so, your office or yeah, is it so exactly it's exactly that so you yeah. you install it in the office whereby uh, everyone accesses the same data when they're in office and when they're so away the physical, they can log in. so the physical server will be in their office. But mm -hmm. wherever they go, they will be able Correct. to access it. Oh, okay, Correct. that's great. Because, because the definition of a, a server is very simple. It's essentially just a computer. Mm. There's nothing more to it. Of course, if we, we go down to details, there's a lot more complications than that. Lah. But a server in itself functions to serve the users. So it can have, can have many uses. Uh, uses. Like for example, uh, in this case, file sharing. Right, you can have a print servers, you can have web servers, so they all do different things. What I'm suggesting here is a file server. Okay, so meaning you store your file and everyone can um, look into it anywhere. Um, how about the second system that you? Okay, so the second option would be something that we've been working together with uh, our software partner. So the system is called PageLight Prime, right? Mm -hmm. uh, this particular system is cloud-based. So there's no hardware, there's no purchasing, there's no maintenance, right? And uh, it's all web-based. You can just go online, you can open up a browser, and you can just access through a website. Simple as that. And so, but it's different from the storage. It's different, that yes. About. Yeah. So the storage is very manual. When I'm saying uh, uh, NAS, it's a very manual system whereby you you work as if the, the folder is on your computer, right? A cloud-based system is very much different whereby our, our cloud-based system will allow you to have uh, case management, meaning you know who is managing what case, who is in charge of it, how much hours I put into it, uh, um, you know, how much resources you put into it. So it's, a, it's an actually a legal it's management like a program? system. It's, it's a web program, yeah. Yeah, so it is like, for example, now um, if they have like, a, let's say I want to know who is in charge of this file. So I'll click in, let's say, the file reference number, and then I'll be able to see who is the lawyer in charge, yep. how much has been billed, yep. and things like exactly. that. And so, how about documents? Can I can yeah. I access so documents? Documents can be accessed online as well. So the oh, documents okay. are accessible only by by certain users. Uh, the same restrictions can be set with the with the NAS, the first system, but uh, maybe to to a slightly lesser degree compared to this, right? You can have a, a account users. Uh, oh, okay. Right. So these people can only access the accounts. You can have uh, LAs who can provide support. You can have your clerks who can open up the file for you. So it's it's uh, basically a, a digital law firm, so to speak. Mm. Right. Well, of course, the first question that we will have is how secure will it be? Because right. uh, another thing that we would be worried about is, for example, this cloud server that you mentioned, because mm -hmm. the server. Like, like as you say, there's no physical server, so we right. don't. We will be storing it not so con is well. Definitely, it's not going to be in Malaysia, right? Uh, China. So, so the the thing about about this is uh the mm. serv the service. So it uses it runs on the com, and the platform is provided by Microsoft. So it's uh, based on their three six five uh, technology. Uh, 
Okay. So you actually have to have an account with uh, Microsoft, Microsoft, right? That's one. Uh, Microsoft being such a big brand name, so to speak, they have, uh, well, at least a huge budget when it comes to security. Now, I have been assured uh, countless times by my partners, because that's <laughs> one of the first questions I asked. Of what course. about security? <laughs> yeah. What about security? Because I know lawyers would ask me the same question. Yeah. So I said, uh, I told them, how about security? How is it going to be like? Uh, who holds the, the login credentials and all that? So I've been assured that even Microsoft does not hold your login credentials. Everything is encrypted. You are safe. Okay. Yeah. So it is like WhatsApp where like, uh, Microsoft will not be able to see your files. Yes. They yes. do not know your but, password. Uh, I, I, would, I would also like to say something that is sort of like a disclaimer, right? Uh, anything digital, <laughs> given enough time, can be cracked, can be hacked. That, that is the fact. I like how right? you're giving disclaimers now like lawyers. <laughs> too many laws. Well, when, you, when you're speaking the one, you have to be careful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it is the truth. Uh, so the great but, thing about Microsoft is that they, conti- they will continue to, to improve and, yeah. you know, they will find loopholes and they will plug it. That's the great thing. I mean, um, if I'm not mistaken, even Maybank, um, let's say like ATM machines, mm-hmm. they do mm-hmm. use technology based on Microsoft tech, right? Yeah, the operating so, system, from what I know, is all Windows-based. Yeah, so if they are alright with that, like why not law firms? So with with an ATM, right? Uh, mm. See, security is is, I think what we have this impression in our mind is we watch a lot of movies and. You know, things like Matrix and stuff like that, where you see one guy yeah. sitting behind a computer, you know, typing really fast. With loads and then, of monitors. Yeah, and yeah, then a photographic. Correct. So, uh, more often than not, that's not the way it looks like. It's probably like, like I said before this, right? Uh, it's probably some mummy, mummy's boy sitting in the basement somewhere in Russia <laughs> or something. You're so, going to put this cream on that now. <laughs> so, um, the actual fact is that there's two parts to security. One mm. is cyber security. Now, there's many forms, but in, in the ATM's uh, perspective, there's two. There's cybersecurity, where can someone uh, remotely get access to it? Number two is physical security. Now, this is the part where it's more important because anybody who has physical uh, contact access. or proximity with uh, the device, would, if you give him enough time, they'll get in, right? Which is why you see ATMs enclosed in, in you know, big, strong metal boxes and stuff like that. Because um, if you give I, it enough time, they can just grab the whole ATM they machine. Could, you're they saying. Could. But of course, they're feel-safe yeah. to that. Feel yeah. to that. Uh, I would be more concerned about uh, you know, recording devices that's placed nearby, card skimmers that's on the machine. So yeah, do simple checks like that. Have a look before you actually use the ATM. Yeah, correct. Then how about the hacking in that you were talking about, like through cloud or something? Right. That... Again, I would say that's like a romanticized version of a movie, right? It's <laughs> significantly tougher. Uh, a bank would lose a lot of reputation if that happens. So they would spend, I wouldn't say a lot of money, but a lot of resources trying to avoid that. I think that for me, I think that security comes in two, two um, parts, right? So one is internal and one is external. So like you said, for, the, for um, internal, it's more like because they have access, they mm-hmm. first have, they have logins. Right, they are able to um, access files because they have, they were given access. They have the logins. Then, secondly, right. they do have physical proximity. So, mm-hmm. 
um, so that's internal. That external is like what you mentioned, you know, from outside outsiders. So mm-hmm. what? How? What do you think about the security of these systems based okay. on these two aspects? So yeah. from from the two that I mentioned. So one, when you say you have a server in the office, right? Yeah. Yes, you can have a physical proximity. First, the person needs to know how to how to make it work. That's number one. Uh, it's sort of like a hiding in plain sight kind of thing. Uh, not enough, but we start from there. The second thing is, uh, not everyone can access all of the folders within the, the, the NAS, right? If you can't access all of it, your damage is pretty much limited to the ones that yeah. you can. Number, number three is that even if they can access the files, we have a function in the NAS where it allows the, the admin, which is us, to actually recover files that were, let's say, maliciously deleted. Yeah. So, or if there's changes to the files, right? We will have a version of the previous one. Now, to, to address proximity, this one is a little bit tough because this costs more for the client, right? When someone grabs the whole entire drive and brings it back, what about yeah. that? Right? It can happen. I mean, I know it sounds absurd, but it does happen. So, uh, number one, you can encrypt the drive, the, the, the storage. Mm-hmm. Now, the other person who can, they can get it, but Basically, you can't access anything because it's all jumbled up, right? So that is one of the, the ways you can secure the, the firm. But then a lot of people would argue if some, somebody were to take the entire drive, you would lose all your data anyway. So that's still bad, yeah. right? Even though they may not be able to access it, but you still lose everything. So this is the part where I said earlier that the client may have to spend more money. It depends on how uh, much risk the client wants to take. You want to have minimal risk, yeah. no problem. Uh, we can install another same, the same model of NAS uh, in any location of your choosing. And the first one in the office will back up to the second one, let's say on a schedule every night at 12, you know, or every day at 6 yeah. p.m. So things like that. I think that um, what you say is quite interesting about um, what if they can, what if they, you, you know, like you said, um, plug in into a USB or something or they take away their server, you know, and they will mm-hmm. lose the data. But mm-hmm. the argument comes in, what if you have everything on like hard copy papers and files, mm-hmm. like hard copy files, right? They can still, like if somebody has yes. malicious intent, Correct. they can right. still pick up. And here's the thing that I feel that um, digitalizing is good because if you digitalize, you actually leave a footprint. You yeah. are able to see where, like even from a, let's say from a digital evidence point of view, right? Mm-hmm. You will be able to see this computer um, copy what folders to which drive, yeah, to which so uh, there, there is or a, whatever. There's a trace. We, we yeah, there trace is a trace. Back, yes. Whereas if it is a folder, like a like a hard copy folder, like a folder, mm-hmm. I mean, they, he can take run away and you can't find it anyway. Yeah. Right. So, so the, risk the solution, management, I think, here. Yeah. yeah. So like, like you balance. said, risk management, that's exactly the word. So in, in a law firm, right, the, the ideology in terms of not just law firms, any business, like for, let's take, for example, a simple restaurant. Now, back in the day, the, the the bosses were worried that the cashier would skim some off the top, right? <laughs> yeah. So what they do is they, they put out big, big menus around the, the restaurant with the pricing. So uh, they can't actually charge the customers more and pocket the difference. That's one. Uh, second thing would be, for example, the cash register are all digital now. Uh, it's very hard to, to for them to fool the system. That's another one. And the third thing is, in regards to physical security, they use CCTVs, right? So right, right. it's very similar to, to a law firm. The, 
the approach needs to be holistic. It's not just, oh, I, I spend 20,000, 50,000 on a system and then I'm done, right? And most systems don't even cost that much. Yeah. It is the tiny little things, for example, to ensure that your, your office doors are always, you know, there's a magnetic door lock, it's always closed, to have uh, CCTVs to monitor incoming and outgoing traffic from the office. Not so much like watching the staff, but people coming in and out, right? Because more often than not, the threat is not from within. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and if people are worried about foul play and all that, that's where the backups come into play. So it, it's not just one part. It, it's you start from one point and then it never ends. That's, yeah, that's I, the thing about it. I think um, from what I know, from what I know when I speak to lawyers, right, they are afraid of um, adopting like to adopting tech or digitalizing it because of all these security. Um, yeah. Questions that they have that I think are not very well um, addressed, uh-huh. and like like we were talking about just now about like digital footprints, and I think that is where um, lawyers have to understand because for example now let's say like um, when there is a flood or there is a fire, and you know how um, there are law firms where the, the, their files are so like piled up high from the floor, so if there is a flood. Everything gone. is gone. Yeah. yeah. So I've also heard that, of uh, what is that? Is it termites or something eating the the papers in the, the storage? <laughs> that happens as well. The silver worm, I think. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it, it, eats, it eats the paper. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 actually, I I did see that a lot, especially in con. From setting for old files because mm-hmm. like respective files. So I think that law firms, I mean lawyers, have to kind of understand why you know maybe it will be better because exactly because of the footprint that they leave behind. Um. So yeah, thanks very much for answering that. Mm-hmm. Um. What do you think about? So we have talked about hacking and leakages, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel um. From your experience, do you do you, have you seen um any any big breaches of security using all these systems? Uh, in terms of the system, no, uh, none per se. In fact, uh, most of the time the breaches would be like uh, I don't know if you know uh, I think about was that a year or two ago there was this uh, Windows Seven uh, malware thing malware, which yeah. the company yeah uh, I think it's called WannaCry something like that. So yeah, those, I think so. Those happens right. Yeah. Those kind of situations happen, not so much when it comes to the system. Because you see, if you have everything reliant on one system, in this case, if the law firm uh, has only that one uh, or multiple computers and all your data is within the computers, and if it gets whatever whatever happens to it, whether a physical fault, a hardware failure, you know, or something wrong with the software, or you know, there's something, uh, you know, this uh, malware which affects it, then your data is pretty much gone unless you're willing to pay for the ransom, right? Uh, and even that, what is and, the what is the guarantee that it won't happen again? Yeah, and and here's the thing: just because there is this malware, you did not stop using, you know, Microsoft, right? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't stop using Windows. Exactly. Yeah. So. Because you can't use anything else, right? Yeah. <laughs> some people argue I can use Macs, but Mac, Macs yeah. have their own problems as well. True, true, true. So I think that at the end of the day, it's about balancing, it's about risk management uh, to yeah. me. Yeah, it's about risk management. And I, I obviously 
will still support digitalizing your law firm. Absolutely, so, because in, in it for a especially for the the those starting out right now, right? Yes, perfect perfect opportunity right now. Yeah. Right. Because there's no other way. You you got to do your e filing right. If you do conveyancing, you got to deal with the banks. You got to use the banks online systems. Yeah. So and our government right now as well. With the yeah. E-commerce. So why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, digitizing and, and, a firm. Sorry, sorry. Digitizing a firm is not as scary as, as, as it sounds. A lot of people would think that I would need to buy 20,000 worth of uh, software or hardware. It's not that. It's You need a computer regardless, right? You need somewhere to store the data. That's it, right? This, this is the minimum, the, the, the least you can do. So if you have somewhere to store the data and you can make sure that it's secure, then you're good. Yeah. Right? Uh, for a small firm, it's not about uh, you know, buying the fancy software like like I told you, the legal management software. It's great if you can afford it. Great if you can get it. It will help you out. But if you can't, even Google Drive, you know, having Google Drive to store your data, to use Google Suite. Yeah. So that that is that is a good place to start because eventually when you transition into a higher end, a more complicated system you adapt to it significantly faster. Yeah, I think I think it's very interesting that, um, especially that you bring up Google Drive and also um, the adoptability, you know, by, sta- by stages. Um, two, two things that I think uh, branch from it. Firstly, is um, because right now, of course, we know that there are a lot of bad press with Zoom. So what right. do you think about Zoom, Google and Microsoft? Because we talked about Microsoft and of course, Microsoft is a very trusted brand right and google is also another trusted tool to use so what do you think about like the differences in this uh so in in my mind it's not so much that it's it's trusted or trustworthy but uh it's a bigger brand name with significant resources to back their their you know efforts to improve their system Mm. zoom on the other hand is something that probably came into to popularity sometime more recent yeah, yeah. Uh, MCO or not lah, recently recent more recent uh, yeah. thing. Like for example, Skype has been around for as almost as long as I can remember, what fifteen years or so. Yeah, right? yeah. So the the amount of improvement that they have put into Skype as compared to something like Zoom, which be, would be in my my opinion would have been significantly more. Mm. Second thing is, I think uh, firms or businesses in general need to consider that. You know, uh, teleconferencing, uh, you know, uh, emailing, not not fax per se, because not everybody has fax in the house. It's the new normal, right? This is the way we're going to do business in the future. And with this, we can also, you know, engage clients who are, you know, international clients as well. Yeah. So there's an added benefit of having technology integrating something so simple as this. Even WhatsApp call is, is well, better Good than enough. not having anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. I think that, um, yeah, that's great, thanks. Um, I think the second thing that um, branch out from that is uh, when you talk about stages, right? I think a lot of law firms, they are worried because their talents, their employees are not trained um, or they're not trained to, to use tech, right? And right now with the MCO, I just feel that, um, first of all, even though you have like the best tool, you know, let's say they use NAS or they use um, cloud, Base server, they do need to come up with a new SOP. Like we right. kept talking about the new normal, right? The new normal and the new normal. And right now, I feel that you need to have a better SOP. You need to look back 
um, and evaluate your SOP and see how to make it more efficient and effective. Because right. the tech is here to help you to be more efficient and effective. Uh-huh. And during this MCO, it, it is kind of like the best time to train your employees yeah. because, you know, they have the time exactly. to Exactly. Because now they are, they are probably working from their own devices, uh, their own yeah. laptops, their own desktops, their own yeah. phones. So I've gotten a lot of uh, requests in in the last uh, couple of weeks since the MCO started was to connect a lot of their staff's uh, emails to the phone. At the very least, the phone or the laptop, okay. right? Uh, and then allow access to the office so that they, so, I mean, not physical access, but to the to the NAS so that they yeah. can actually access their data and, and work on it. Now, uh, some clients who want stricter security measures, we actually set up a cutoff point for their their, their, their staff, uh, user accounts, which let's say I set currently some of them to be discontinued after the 14th of April, so they will no longer be able to access the nest. Mm, right? okay. So so it depends on, on the client. Some of them say, I think this will be the, like I said, new normal, give them permanent access. So it depends on, on what the clients want. Mm. And uh, we, because I don't know their staff, they yeah. know their staff better. Yeah. You know, my staff wouldn't know what's going on there as well. So we rely on the our clients to give us feedback and then we will we will advise, uh, them advise accordingly. Mm. That's, that's where the consultation part comes in. Yeah, so it really depends. Think, really depends. Yeah. Yes, I think that um, right now, especially after the announcement yesterday mm-hmm. that uh, this MCO is going to be extended, um, it's still not too clear whether law firms are going to um, reopen or not. I think that there are some law firms who want to apply to MIT, uh, but I think at large, we are kind of waiting for Malaysian bars uh, clarification on that. Mm-hmm. But if they do, if we are able to, um, you know, open firm right now, what is your advice for them to do? Like the first thing they should do when they yeah. go into yeah. the office. So I, I've given you some thought, right? I've given yeah. you some thought. Like, what do I tell my clients the moment they go back to work? Yeah. Whether is it during, whether is it still during the MCO period or, or not? Subsequently yeah. after. So the first thing that came to us is the same thing. Let's put in a system. <laughs> if you do not have a lot of files, let's mm-hmm. use Google Drive. Use it for free, at least for now, because you do not want your staff to work in a group in the office. You know, social distancing and whatnot. Your yeah. office may not may not be uh, big enough for everybody to to you know adhere to the yeah. two meter you know thing. Yeah. So uh, keeping your yourself safe, your staff safe, that is I think the priority. So in order to do that, is to minimize uh, physical presence in the office, right? And one of the ways for clients who don't have that is perhaps look into something that is free or minimal cost, something like Google Drive, something like OneDrive, uh, mm. Dropbox. At least have your data there that you can share with your staff. If you have documents for your client to, to have a look at drafts, right? You can have them, you send them a link, they can at least have a look. So there is uh, some form of, you know, some form of normal going back, back on. Uh, it yeah. has, to, has to happen. I that's think that's a very step. yeah. I think that's a very good point because we first of all we don't know whether there will be any further um, uh, changes to the enforcement of MCO. We don't know whether they will suddenly you know U-turn and say no, cannot open anymore already, or yeah. yeah. But even after the MCO, this virus is going to be here for quite a long time. I think it's here to stay for a while. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So obviously, I think I think that uh, what your advice is you know is good because. If you have not digitalized your law firm yet, then you should 
you you probably can see the effect of it in these few weeks already. Yeah. So no, might as well fair, start. The, the truth yeah. is this. The truth is this. You, a lot of people have this impression that uh, a lot of law firms are not digitized yet. You no. Know? Uh, not true. Can you find me a law firm that doesn't use a computer? Yeah, the fact exactly. Is, the fact is they are already partially there. They just yeah. need to realize and implement, you know, whatever tools that is available, either for free or, you know, yeah. subscription-based or something like that. Yeah, so I think that's something to look at. I think that's true because, like, I mean, regardless of which uh, practice area that you are in, like, for example, if you are in litigation, you are definitely using e-filing system already to do definitely, e-review. Yeah. If um, e-jamin, we have e-jamin, lelong, <laughs> so many right now. And if you are in corporate, you are pro- you definitely are already using Microsoft Word and, you know, yeah. to share your documents. You would definitely be well with uh, Microsoft Word, yeah. uh, PDF, Pro- your yeah. Outlook. You know? In fact, even our LHDN right now to stamp uh, to stamp documents, you can't really do it over the counter anymore. You have to use either, they have two programs that you can choose to use from. So, you know, I think that is a matter of... Oh, the SOP. e-franking system, you mean? Yeah, the digital... Digital franking, sorry. Yes, yeah. yes. Which yes, I think yeah, is I great. Look at it, yeah. yeah, especially right now, um, I think digital franking is not working because the payment is manual payment, but right. the e-stamping is really fast. Like, I got my agreement stamped within a day now. Previously, yeah, it takes see, about a week. Yeah. You no longer need to have your runner to, to actually, you know, physically bring it to the to the office to have it done. Yeah, so that's yeah. a great thing. Yeah. So I think that the kind of like missing links are things that they have to kind of fill in by tech or by SOP, right? Mm-hmm. So um, one last question. What is uh, the ideal home office setup do, yeah. that you recommend? Okay. Because like for uh, me... I have, I have a laptop, and then right. I have a monitor, and I have a right. keyboard-mouse combo, and right. you know, I'm set. So what right. do you think? Uh, ideal is very subjective. Uh, <laughs> I would say my ideal. I would yeah. say my ideal, right? Um, so what would be ideal is it depends on your, your, the funds available to you to, to set up a home office. Now, if you intend to work from home significantly after this, I think to spend a little bit more money on on setting up a home office would be great because you would be spending as much time at work now as much as you spend at home. So a big screen would be great. So like yours, a laptop with a screen. So at least you can, you can duplicate the screen. You can access screens. That's great. At least you won't be squinting at a tiny, I don't know, 13, 14 inch screen. If I can, I'll get a projector. (laughs) Ah, Project the whole thing. so that, that's one of the, the things that, you know, people should look into. A big screen, right? Something that is of a reasonable quality, right? Uh, another thing would be you can buy the most expensive computer in the world, but if your screen, your keyboard, and your mouse is, you know, really bad, right? The way you interface with the computer, it affects your quality, your experience with, with what you just bought. So I would say a decent keyboard. I'm not asking you to buy maybe a 500 ringgit keyboard i'm just saying something that you feel is comfortable same with the mouse because these are the ways you interface with the computer so this needs to be uh generally decent yeah. uh, some people have preference for wireless mouse that's great uh, wireless keyboards if that's your preference if you want to you know not have so much clutter around that's one way to do it um so the the, the major thing would be whether you go the desktop route 
or do you go the laptop route? So it really depends on the user. If someone were to say, this is my home office, I do not intend on uh, working outside of my house or the office, right? I do not need to travel around, then a desktop is fine. Generally, a desktop should be slightly cheaper than a similar spec laptop, mm. right? Downside is they may be a little bit bulkier, cables running around, things like that. The other, the other thing would be a lot of people, they don't look at this. So a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on the performance on the computer. For the most part, let's be honest, if you're using it for work, right? Performance is not an issue. Yeah. Right? Yes. But instead, what would be an issue is, let's say, a lot of people, they just look at the computer, right? What about software? Do you have the relevant licenses to run your software? That's something that you should get, right? A lot of people say, oh, you know, previously in the past, when you were to buy a computer from the, the, the IP mall or whatever, these people would actually install Microsoft Office for you, but it's all pirated. So you, you may have an issue later on. You update your Windows and whatnot, and then it stops yeah. working one fine day. So uh, having a reliable system, as in the computer and software in, in its entirety is very important. That's one. Another thing is, what about your network, right? A lot of people have this problem in the house, whereby they say, you know what, when I walk to the living room, I don't have Wi-Fi anymore. So that's something you need to rectify. If you yeah. if you are the kind of person who, who works on the laptop and works, it's not like a phone where it will fall back to 4G or 3G or whatever. So the networking in the house needs to be to be good. That That is the simple thing that everybody should do. Mm. Obviously, you I, know, having a nice desk, uh, chair, so that you can sit more comfortably. I think that I, would be ideal. Are you talking about gaming chairs now? <laughs> Uh, I personally don't own one, so I can't speak on that. But they do look cool, so I don't know. I've never tried I don't know. it. It looks so comfortable. Um, but just to share, I think that for me, um, my most important thing is accessibility. So for me, I would rather have like a to use like things of the same environment. So for example, if I use Google, then I want to use Google because you know I'll be able to use all of the products of Google, and yeah, everything can be software. done. Yeah. So if let's say it's hardware, then maybe I would get like, if let's say I have a Samsung phone, then I'll probably get like the Samsung Dex so that I can connect everything yeah. from my phone to my laptop, to my projector, you know, everything. So yeah, I'm more about accessibility, I think, like, that way. And everything's seamlessly connected. Yeah. One, one of the other things would be, you know, instead of just focusing on, most people, like, again, I, I have to stress this, they just focus on the specs of the computer. Uh, if, for example, right now during MCO, your laptop is your only device that allows you to work. Now, let's not talk about the phone because, yes, you can you can have Microsoft Word on the phone, but the screen is tiny. Yeah, no, right? thanks. <laughs> right? It's tiny. So it's not that you can't work. It's just that, you know, to type out a document probably take you three hours on a computer, Correct. three hours. So if that is your only device, please take good care of it right now because it's going to be tough to get it fixed in this period. True. So... Uh, safe surfing habits don't keep uh, you know a lot of people like to have their juice in the morning and they leave it next to the computer when they're groggy they, they oh slam God. it over yeah? so those those are the things that could could happen so be more mindful of things like that protect it and then you know at least you have a way to work until mco is lifted oh, thank you very much Ian, for sharing um so this is supposed to be a little sharing session and i hope that uh whatever that we have talked about will help 
the listeners to kickstart something in their firm. Um, if there are any questions that uh, they want to have answered or suggested uh, topics for us, uh, do contact us. Our email is at the description below or top, depending on the platform that we are using right now. And see you next time. Uh, we will try to get like a second session if there are, you know, many, many questions. I hope that you will come on about again, Ian. Yeah, yeah. Glad to. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much. Okay. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye.